Happy anniversary, boys! Oh, a full year, Liam. <laughs> it was weirdly camp. <laughs> oh, it went a bit Miss Slocum that. First birthday. Yeah, next well episode's done. first birthday. And yeah, many more, or at least two more. <laughs> at least two more. <laughs> what animal has? Uh, a lifespan of three years and three years only. Oh, that's a great question. I'm going to say like a rabbit or some shit. Every animal that crosses the road at the wrong time. Oh, <laughs> after three years. Um, so according to a to z animals.com, the top, <laughs> the top got nine... That, got anim- that bookmarks, have you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I suppose. Um, female panther chameleons. There we go. That's it. That's and, what this and the show ruby, has been. ruby-throated hummingbird. <laughs> oh, we are nothing if not a ruby-throated hummingbird. Filth. Everyone all right? What? Grable, babe. I was just asking if everyone was all right. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Oh well, enjoy your beer, you lucky shit. Shall we do this? Oh, come do on, it. why not? <laughs> Welcome to Every Number One Ever, a story as old as time and nearly as important. The three wise men <laughs> hopped on their camels and went in search of the gold in the UK charts. The sky as black as pitch, the air bitter to the waft, their rags tied tight to conserve the remaining skin warmth. All these dunes look the same. They exclaim, wading through the piles of 80 stock Aitken and Waterman. And once, whilst filling their camel's hump at an oasis, the three were bewitched by a mirage. Is that two tries by Frankie Goes to Hollywood? Spoilers. It was not. (laughs) Their graft was not in vain, as 52 days into the journey, a light was seen on the horizon. Could it be at the end of the line? Or is it just another beacon? It's flame powered by the bins full of faceless 50s crooners. Either way, at this point, positivity pervades. Hello, Craig. How are you? Is your camel all right? It's got the ump. Hey, fuck it. Hey. <laughs> All that listener was just for that payoff there. Oh, ah, the erstwhile Dr. Maloney, I presume. Is that a new kefir? <laughs> Is that a lime? No, it's um, one of them, you know, them scarves you have around oh. your head. Used to buy them for, to, from Aflex for like a fiver. I remember buying one and going into a pub uh, probably not long after um, September 11th. <laughs> Never forget. Wow. <laughs> well, I didn't. Are you uh, are you pro pro them lads? Hey. Now, literally, I was like, what What is this? What is this chap wafting his finger at me? Why is he wafting his digit at me? And then I realised that he thought I was pro Taliban because I was wearing a kefir. Not in. I didn't have it wrapped around my head. <laughs> But I was just wearing it as a scarf. Cultural appropriation gets you into trouble. Oh, I'm on kaffir, which is a kind of lime. I was just bringing a little bit of citrus to the party. That's all that was. Is it juiced lime or is it a solid lime? It's like a leaf, kaffir lime leaf. Mm, I know. 
It's very expensive. Um, wow, I want one in a gin. Oh, oh, yeah, interesting. Machine. Fucking hell. <laughs> Machine. <laughs> Machine. Hell. You're getting a fucking hell. Let's move on from limes. And today's machine's name is called is... MS Paint It Black. Fifty-two episodes, light switcheroo. Mm, it's it. a song pun. <sighs> MS Paint, paint it black. Lovely. Um, should we play the game? Let's do it. Do we have to? Yes, because I'm gonna go first. I don't know why. Um, so my first of all, I'm gonna wait. Wait, do you not? Do you really you just do you just choose it arbitrarily? You not got it in your head? Is there a system to this? <laughs> there is no system. <laughs> what a load of shit! I love it. I think you'll find it's it's. Uh, I, I I go for like anarchy, and I'm uh, you know me. I'd love to break rules. <laughs> so punk. That's what I've always said about you, Liam. <laughs> Literally, nearly snotted coffee down my nose. Then <laughs> I'm so punk. One is rather. Um, what, what? So, uh, this is unique number one, 950. This was number one for two weeks, beginning the 8th of March, 2003. I only did two weeks at number one. And um, let's ask um, Mick et al. if there are any additional facts. No. Um... I suspect, I'm not sure, but I suspect there might be something to discuss in this one. Um, I think this is probably a big hitter. So shall we see? In 2003? Yes. It's later than I thought it was, actually, this. Um, but yeah, have a dive in. Don't look at me. Uh, beautiful, oh, beautiful. By, Chris, by X Dina Aguilera. Mm. Talk to the judge a minute, Craig. What's the X Dina thing? It's when she was a bit dirty. <laughs> so it means, Xtina means, I need a wash. Yeah, exactly. Um, a, a slice of Linda Perry penned anthemic ballad pop. Heard, isn't it? Yeah, it smacks of Linda Perry, this. Um, in fact, this is probably Linda Perry's most successful, I'd imagine. If we were charting all her numbers. <laughs> I'd have to do some Googling, but... Um, Born on blondes. Pink. This. Yeah. I think this is probably the biggest one, or maybe the one that's had the most lasting kind of uh, public, I suppose is the word, uh, lasting yeah. public kind of awareness. It's still kind of touted at Pride Parades. It's a bit of a gay anthem these days. Or... Yeah, I mean, that's the first time I've heard that in probably 15 years. I'll be honest really? with you. It, yeah, really. I think if you're going to go with Beautiful, I think the one song that's sort of carried across is uh, is Blunt. That would have oh, carried the torch oh, on, that's, that's, on bad that's, songs from then. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, with Blunt's Beautiful, it's kind of, it's almost like a self-trolling meme. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, you know, Because even fair. he says it's shit. Yeah. It's not shit. James Blunt's Beautiful is not shit. And in fairness, neither is this. Neither is this. What's your view, uh, Craig? Yeah, it's it's fine. It's a bit That wet. was a great noise. That was a brilliant noise. <laughs> <laughs> it went um, platinum in Australia, two times platinum in Canada, two times platinum in the States, and uh, one platinum in the UK. 
And so it was it was a really big little kind of cultural moment, a big little cultural moment there because uh, oxymorons. Big little. Yep. Um, yeah. What one of the most stunning people in the world telling all the uggos that they're beautiful? I know. <laughs> With like 2% body right, fat. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not, I'm not. I, I don't think Christina's stunning. Right, hang on, stop. Why am I doing this? I'm not being Come funny. As, even as a homosexual, I know you are not kicking Christina Aguilera out of bed for farting. I refuse to get... <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... Ex- it's one of those songs I think is it's still really pervasive and it's all about you know like inner beauty and all that stuff. I I find it quite insincere. <laughs> You're making but, me like this less. But people have kind say, of gravitated towards it, I suppose. It's full of it's full of that wonderful melasma that Matthew loves so much towards the end, where she's Mariah Car- she's Mariah carrying it for all she's worth. Yeah, slap bass of the vocal world. Yeah. <sighs> Song wise, it's yeah, it's a. Really nice chorus. I think, um, oh God, I think matching it together with uh, the social media age and, you know, the inner peace and find your inner beauty and all that kind of earnest crap, it makes me feel sick a little bit. But just, just the song itself, I think, I think's fine. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with it. Mr. Nothing Lowe? wrong with it. In unmoved, unmoved. Okay, unmoved. I don't I think that's a bad useful. start, Liam. I'll be honest with you. I don't think that's a bad start. No, I think I think I maybe have not a higher opinion, but a very different opinion. Where I think this is um, just quite a pervasive number. I just seem to encounter it a lot more than I thought I would, which always surprised me. My next number one is unique number one. 972, so only 22 away from the previous. We are. So, can I just pause here? Yep. I was going back over your um, stat attack the other week, yes. and That's you true. and Craig mocking me for keeping all the time, and I think I found a pattern. There was no I mockery. Think... No, no, no. I just think I get better songs. <laughs> I genuinely do. <laughs> I think I have had every fucking song. Liam, you are averaging high in the kind of fucking 19, uh, 1999 to 2005 you have absolutely rinsed through loads oh right. yeah that's shit. weird actually yeah um it honestly it is entirely random i know it is but like the, well in fact the fact that these are only like 22 songs apart in the whole pantheon is just completely mm. random like in the past we've had i think we've had it twice now where there's been two songs next to each other which has been yeah. really strange i've been like is my random working properly but yeah um, next song, anyway. Uh, unique number one, 972. This was number one for the first time on the 21st of February, 2004. Mick and um, the druggy one, do you have any facts for me? It's been... These songs are terrible, honestly. Suck it. Ooh, lovely. Mm. But it's a February one, this one. It's not a, not a Christmas number one. So um, it was it too wasn't... early for comment relief. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a winner then. Do you reckon it was someone that went did well, Craig, and uh, runner up? Then and and then they realised actually this person's got a little bit of something. He's when did it. One Direction start? Oh, I think it was after they were winners. They started in 2010, apparently. 
So what's Jesus this? Two thousand and four. Yeah. Um, so far, is this Gareth Gates? Um, no, I think we're after Gareth Gates. Uh, who who was Michelle McManus's runner up? There we I mean, go. Michelle McManus was the ultimate runner up there. He's got it. He's got the right year anyway. <laughs> Let's see if you remember this. In fact, I'm going to pause it. This is the most incongruous introduction to a song ever. <laughs> this feels like the end of the previous song, and then it starts. It's so fucked up. Um, let's start again. So weird. Oh, it's Salmon. What's his face with uh, a little help from my friends? Salmon Mark. This is Salmon Mark. They, they start, I didn't even know that's where they started. I just thought they were like kids presenters or some shit. That's nah, where they ended up. Little midget dudes. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah. One of them's they grown outwards. Small. One of them's grown definitely outwards in a sort of hamstery way. <laughs> Isn't it vile? Yeah, it's it's really... It sounds like Goldfrapp did a version of the Beatles to me, this. I'm or going like... to say as well, this is the third time this song's come up. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I've, already, I've already... Wet, wet, wet. Oh, yeah. Joe Cocker. Oh, Joe Cocker, yeah, sorry. And this. And it's a shit song as well. And I, they, that, I've, got, I've got to agree. Craig, sorry. did, the, be- did the Beatles... <laughs> it's a Ringo. You can't say that about did a Ringo. Ringo. Did Ringo write it or was it written did for he, Ringo? What has Ringo ever wrote? He did Octopus's Of course it was Garden, Bloody apparently. Lennon and McCartney. He did do Octopus's Garden, yeah. It, that got him back in the band. What a song <laughs> that must have been. Fuck me. Running, sort of a dry spell for writing there, was it, John? <laughs> I sometimes think Ringo was the best. And then you wake up and realise, no, there was three other people in the Beatles. <laughs> What's your beef with Ringo? By the way, Liam, Liam, this just stops talking to us about Sam and Mark, so give us a minute. Uh, What's your beef with Ringo, Craig? I I have no problem with Ringo. I actually quite like his second and third solo albums. They're okay in a way that <laughs> Lennon's and McCartney's aren't. Even I've got to get involved here, right? So <laughs> saying you like the third Ringo Starr album is like is like saying that you like Millhouse's dad. Can I borrow a feeling? Like it's that level. That, that's been that that is keeping returning the Millhouse thing, isn't it? It's gonna be it's gonna actually end up being in the Pantheon, the Millhouse thing. I don't remember this at all. I don't remember this being a thing. I'm aware of Sam and Mark. I thought Sam and Mark were like Dick and Dom replacements. Ostensibly, I didn't realise yeah. they were anything to do with, with X Factor. I need to find out how tall they are. Well, they came from the second series of Pop Idol. Yeah, right. I think they might have been... like They got the presenting leg up, I think, probably as like an ITV2 side gig for one of the cowl jobs, you know, when they do like the Extra Factor or... Uh, yeah, even more, even more idle with pop or whatever that one was called. <laughs> As presenters, they're really good and they're actually quite likable. This is a lot of ploppy plop plop blue blue. <laughs> That's so what it is. It's because of CBBC that they're not making music anymore. 
I, you know, I can hear the screams of sadness from the audience. Is, is, um, is the little, little yellow blob just refused to go let them in the studio? It's, so we've got Fern Cotton to thank. I will write her a letter of thanks for this. Because they signed a deal with her to do CBBC stuff. They are no longer allowed to release music. Or they weren't for at least two years, by which time the you know their pot had gone off the boil, so to speak. And they come was... back due then. <laughs> Yeah, what? thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've typed in our uh, Sam and Mark midgets and I've got nothing. Um, Mark Rhodes isn't too ugly. We can't judge people on look, attractiveness, but we can judge them on height. We've already done that with Christina today. <laughs> no, we um, didn't. We didn't. She's chat. beautiful in every single way. Inside My final. No, in fact, before I get into the next one, in the kitchen, Craig, where are you in the kitchen? A distinction. Oh God, I mean, waiting in the bin. Mm-hmm. Low, um, Leonard. <laughs> Low, Leonard. Oh. This isn't beautiful. No matter what you say, put it in the <laughs> bin. Well, let's save the last one. <laughs> The Nepo baby rolling into third place can change your mind. So, my final number one of this week is unique number one, 1038. It was number one beginning the 15th of July. Is that seven? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 2006. And it was number one for two whole weeks. Massive. (laughs) Massive. <laughs> I don't know why that sent me. Um, uh, whatever it was, um, Mr. Paint. Yeah. No facts. Um, I reckon you'll get this quite soon, uh, quite quickly. So let's have a little butchers. Also, I should say Sam and Mark, not on Spotify. Oh no. Ooh. Fern Cotton. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, smile. smile by Lily Allen. Smile it's... by Nepo Baby, Lily Allen. Um, what is Are you this? saying that she didn't make it? You're, you're just saying that her much derided comic actor father had helped her further her career, and it wasn't her musical talent that got her where it was. Sorry, hang on, hang on. Let let me just let me just hand back to the studio. <laughs> um. So, what is particularly interesting about this, so I really, I actually quite liked this when it came out, but mm-hmm. apparently it was a song she wrote when she was very depressed after breaking up with her ex-boyfriend when she was in the Priory. Doesn't your heart bleed? Um, and it's a revenge song, um, and it's demonstrating her quite woeful lack of singing ability. I've got absolutely nothing about this that I can possibly commend it. Like it, it rips off an old reggae tune that I kind of that's quite good, but it's just it's vapid hipster bullshit. Lily Allen was hipsters for people who couldn't afford a fix it bike. Oh, um, I mean these mic drops. Strong, strong, strong thoughts there from Maloney. Leonard, <laughs> uh, is it not worth going to you, Craig? Do we need balance? Yeah, you- are we going to get yeah. balance from this? Yeah. Isn't yeah, the BBC? You probably, you probably will do. I, 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 I don't mind the first Lily Allen album. I much prefer the second one. Uh, I think deriding her lack of singing ability lose is like deriding uh, Ian Jury for his lack of singing ability 
it's it's not part of the program. And it's, both uh, people had polio. <laughs> yes, indeed. Tiny arm. She's got a tiny, <laughs> tiny arm. <laughs> Fucking hell. I need to drink for this. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> no, for listeners, Lily Allen did not have polio. <laughs> No, 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 for listeners, everything that's, that's just been said is true. Check the don't wiki. Check, don't check the wiki. It's on, mate. I've just put it on. <laughs> it says background, musical structure and lyrics, tiny arm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind. I don't mind this. It's nowhere near close enough for me to want to save it. Um, Leonard? I don't I, I actually I, I don't have massive issues with Lily Allen. But put it get, get rid of this, mate. Come on. Yeah, that's, that's too <laughs> fucking <laughs> sharp. Yeah. Right. Let us have a bit of a mucky dip and see what we can um dislodge from the rectum of pop history. Oh man! <laughs> So, is this the re-release from when it was on the Guinness advert? I believe so. Right. That is Guaglione by Perez Prado. Oh, Perez Perez Prado. Yeah. Whatever it was. You know what? There was a lot of P's. I think that's still a win, you know? (laughs) I mean, say what you want from that one. It's, uh, It's certainly better than most. If the answer was, what is the best music to kind of do Sell a weird mince, mince on stage? <laughs> you know, that's the, just put it back on, Liam. <laughs> oh, yeah! That kind of thing. I'm getting the word... Um, well, that's me. I, I still think that's a win. Just about. I think. I think we can. There's a very. That's faint... a weird one. That's just a weird <laughs> yeah, one. Mate. There's a faint chalk line in the in the win category. Yeah. Um, let's crack on with our next person. I'm going to get a drink in the interim, but it is going to be Craig Lowe. Hooray! Yes, 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 Craig Lowe. Uh, my first number one this week is unique number one nine hundred and fifty-eight. Can we fuck this off? <laughs> Bullshit. Before we go any further, MS Paint, I see a red door and I want it to have facts. <laughs> Indeed, this was number one for one week from there. <laughs> that was one of the most stupid ones ever. Well, what do you want de- from it? We've definitely opened up a, a new a new mine. There's, there's a new seam to fucking mine here. This was number one for one week from the 2nd of August in the year of our Lord, 2003. Uh, Yep, this is what it is. Press play. Sold. I don't recognise the voice. You will. You you, you certainly recognise the name. 
The lesser of his three number ones. Is it Beddingfield? It is Bedders. Oh! I've never heard that before It didn't sound like him. That was a complete shot in the dark. I expect him to be more falsetto-y. This is, I'm never going to leave your side. What is it, Craig? Uh, never gonna leave your side. Uh, yeah, uh, as I said, this is his final number one of the three. Uh, fifth single off the debut album. Mind that for everything it was worth. No thriller, I'm sure. Does it drop? No, does it? Fuck! It's a Daniel Benningfield <laughs> song. <laughs> it... oh, I could make some sort of joke about a neck scaffolding after oh, the drop. Oh, don't but... look! Don't, don't. <laughs> I've. Sp- so, my list of things that I'm still yet to find on the internet is growing smaller and smaller. I've found most of the Barry Moore stuff now, which is great, barring one thing, but I can't mention that on this podcast. But the interview, where he's interviewed off his absolute box on painkillers after that massive car accident in New Zealand, when he's mm. got the next scaffold on, I've still yet to find. But I remember listening to that live and finding it the single funniest thing that I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. He really endeared himself for me through that morphine five minutes. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember who it was for, I read out the first sentence of their Spotify bio. Yes, you did. Yes. I can't remember who it was for. What do you reckon the good. first two words of Daniel Beddingfield's bio are? Next scaffolding. Craig? Go on, Craig. Oh, God, it, well, it's certainly not Ed Sheeran's eclectic artist. It's It's got to... <laughs> it was Ed Sheeran. Well it done. was Ed Sheeran, yeah. Well uh, remember, Craig. Fucking uh, Damien Rice wannabe. Well, so I always thought of Beddingfield as like a garage yes. producer. Yeah. When he did that awful song with Posh Spice, the only Spice not to get her own number one. Um, um, hang on, was, was that not the guy from... Oh, it was. It was Dane Bowers. Yeah, Dane Bowers. Bowers. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but um the first two words of his bio are contemporary rocker. Yeah. That's, no, no. That's inc- no. Incorrect. Someone's rewriting history. <laughs> yeah, but someone, you can't wreck on this shit. It's on Spotify. Right, okay. Read me the last two words, and then that's everything we need to say about him. Citation needed. In tw- in 2012. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Contemporary Rocker in 2012. <laughs> it's pish. It's, it's absolute pish. Yeah, it's Bobbins. There's a reason it was one week in fucking 2003. I'm surprised Awful. this even got a number one, to be honest. I feel like this was old hat when it was He was quite big. He was, he was everywhere at the time, weren't he? I mean, and then his sister came and stole the bloody... Yeah. I liked under. that. Natasha. Mm. Natasha, that, Natasha, um, not Nelly Potato Beddingfield. No. Yeah, no. but was it these words? I thought that was an interesting little yeah. tune. That yeah, right. these words are my own from my asshole. Um, <laughs> were they the same person? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Everyone's going to ask that question. Never seen in the room at the same time. Absolutely. Fucking Andy Kaufman did, did he? He, he, he? The next scaffolding was fake just so he could put a blonde wig on. <laughs> it was a tax dodge. That's all it was. <laughs> Hits him dried way, up under was, his own name. It was a way of doubling doubling his, his uh, monetary capability, you know? He had quite a high-pitched voice. Yes, Do you know what, mate? Did. If you Google... Right, everyone, if you Google Natasha and Daniel Bedingfield, you will find 
no pictures of them together on Google. So That's an absolute lie. There's there's hundreds of them. You can do anything news. with AI. You can do anything with AI. That's all I'm saying. Oh. 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 I don't know what you've seen. I haven't seen awful right. things. Um, <laughs> we should <laughs> really move on. Let's move on swiftly to my next number one, which is unique number one, number 956. Yes, that's right. We're still in the same God, weird. <laughs> Bag of shit. <laughs> what has gone on? This was number one for four weeks from the 14th of June in the year of our Lord. Once again, 2003. Before we go any further, MS Paint, I see the girls walk by and do they have my facts? <laughs> No, they don't. <laughs> oh, stunning. <laughs> Should we hit play? Right. Yeah, let's play. It's fucking Evanescence. It is Evanescence. What the fuck is this in my life? I came <laughs> home early from work. I'd prefer to be in work. Can this I, is can... fucking shit. Wake me up, I can't wake up. Wake me up, I can't wake up. Yeah, I want a drop. <laughs> Featuring <laughs> featuring thirteen stones, if memory serves. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, it's uh, well lumped in with all the other new metal dreck of the time. Far more gothic than it should have ever been lumped into that crowd. Uh, from the soundtrack of the motion picture Daredevil, starring Blind Fleck. Oh, grim. Yep, absolute grimbos. Uh, yeah. This is this this is very again. You you look up a picture of two thousand and three in the uh, the dictionary, and there's Amy Lee hanging off the side of a building singing "Save Me." <laughs> so, uh, is this our on, only chance think? at getting new metal into the pantheon? Nah, rolling, rolling, rolling went clear into number one. Did it? Oh God, yeah. Limp. Yes, rolling uh, did do number one. Did did in the we'll get, end? We'll get that shit in there. No Lincoln uh, Park. I don't know. No. Did Papa Roach get cut into pieces with the last resort? Shut up. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. No, he didn't. Shut up. Your Papa did not. Fuck me. Best I... of music pantheon. <laughs> the best. I can see where Matt's leaning on this one quite easily. I'm not having this as new metal. I mean, it's new metal adjacent. What? It's got that down tube. No, 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 no. It's, it's too more gothic. Pop. It's, po- it's more pop goth with just heavy yeah. guitars. I know what you're saying, Liam. There are tropes of new metal in there. It doesn't matter. I still don't like it. But you know, <laughs> there's no it's, rapping, it's like there's no of, rapping that in poo, there. That poo's not a proper There is poo. rapping in there. Is there? Yes, there is rapping. That's definitely you. Really know this, don't you, Liam? Yep. I, I'm guessing we know which way Liam's leading is, on this. Is one. that is that rapper? Is that Mr. High BMI? That rapper, Thirteen Stone. Yes. Oh, oh, if that's a High BMI, I am fucked. Okay. I right. Fuck this. <laughs> I'm really, she's really fucking annoyed me. Or, is he gonna this. go on to? Is oh, he gonna go on to? Why'd you keep all your songs, Matt? Why'd you keep all? Because mine are good, and you guys <laughs> just pies of shit. Oh, every week, 
Oh, did you think of this, Matt? Shit. Go on to them. Put it in the bin. I'm not going to put it. I'm not going to go on to because this has got to break. So we've had three shit from you, Liam. Two shit from Craig. There's at least got to be a good one. You you want between you two, you've got to give us a good one, surely. <laughs> right. Well, then let's see how we fare with the final track of my looking at his eyes, Liam. <laughs> uh, my final number one is unique number one, number five hundred and thirty-seven. Oh. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, MS Paint. Uh, I see a line of cars. And they all have my facts. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, so... I'm going no further with this one. And all I'm going to say is... Well, that that it was Nostradamus at the start, and time for Matt to eat his words. Press play. <laughs> he invoked it. <laughs> How weird is that? Indeed. I'm teaching this tomorrow as well, weirdly. Do you know what? I was going to buy a prop for this moment, and I'm glad I've not bought it. I have eyed up I have eyed up a handheld um what do you call it? Air raid siren. Uh, 35 quid. Oof. Oof. I might just still buy it. You should. Yes, for, for those not in the know, this is of course Frankie Goes to Hollywood and Two Tribes. This was number one for nine weeks. From the 16th of June in the year of our Lord, 1984. The longest number one of the 1980s. A song so big that at one point it managed to get relaxed back up to number two. Oh, weird. So they were number one and two at the same time. And the only other thing I have in my notes is It's Two Tribes. It's one of... It's it's on Matt's bucket list. We know that. Yep. yep. What, uh, what word did we come up for when something is so big that it drags shit with it in its way? Ghost into... Town. Ghost Town. This is ghosting the shit out. I mean, what was bedding field in Evanescence? Bedding... They're like this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel quite happy for Evanescence. I'm kind of chuffed for them. Glad, I'm glad that this fucker hasn't dragged in anything worse. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's dragging Beddingfield in. A lesser Beddingfield. The, I mean, the least of the Beddingfields. Yeah, the, the lesser Beddingfield. Jesus. Real talk. Real talk. This is one of my list songs. I think this is one of the greatest bits of music ever made. Really? Uh, I really do. Real talk. One of my finest moments DJing at the Dog and Partridge oh. was the night that I accidentally set the uh, volume way too high for the start of this and nearly took the roof off the fucking pub when that it was fucking, fucking amazing. <laughs> Me and Liam were upstairs being interviewed, and you kicked this in, and I think both me and Liam just looked at each other and went, "Yes." Was it Annihilation as well, the one with the siren at the start? Yes. Yeah. That I've got to say one thing about Two Tribes actually the the remixiness of Two Tribes was fucking nonsense. Mm. Well, it was like, just to keep keep it selling, wasn't it? I know there were so that, many. 
Yeah, but it, it brought in rules, didn't it? You know you've you know you've hit on something when when you do it. Oh God, let's talk to the judge for a minute. So yeah, they were ZZT, the record label, were plowing out a different remix every week and releasing one every week. So if you wanted it, you went out and buy it. And then chart rules said that no, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. And then that that went on for years. You remember obviously the two disc system when when yeah. we were younger the two cds like CD and they one, released CD one. Two. Yeah, yeah and then there was like free giveaways like patches and bra- yeah nothing all gone all dead and then it singles dead too it, it's so weird that this is coming up today because matt's been prescient about it i'm actually teaching a whole lecture on trevor horn tomorrow mm. well you you did you did hold up your uh, your gay CD compilation earlier on, I did, that, uh, yeah. and 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 heavily leaned into relax there. I was like, oh, he's got he's he's going to bury the lead here and start talking about two tries. And then when Matt started his intro, I was like, oh, he's going to start talking about two tries. And then <laughs> <Amazing>. I was <laughs> there's um the thing I really like about this more Ed, that's just that the baseline just chugs. Oh yes, 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 Liam. So great. So Ben, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Far superior to relax as well. Agreed. Far superior. Agreed. Pro- but but makes makes like the kind of raises the bar of relax because this is that good. It kind of makes you reappraise relax. Well, uh, like I'm so when I'm teaching actually, so I'm teaching this, and then we're looking at all the remixes, and then we're going looking at Grace Jones's "Slave to the Rhythm," which is basically mm-hmm. an album of remixes of the same it song. Is. And it's Trevor Horn going, oh, I've done that already. Let's just recycle that idea and make an album out of the same fucking material. It's incredible. Like, he was, I really like that record. Genius. And it, it's also proof positive that if you start any record with the dulcet tones of Ian McShane, <laughs> you're on to a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris Jones. Um, I've been waiting for this moment. I, there was a little bit of me as well that was hoping it was going right, to happen right at the end, but oh, it's not disappointed. Yeah. I feel really good. I feel really good. I feel really good. It was a third choice of someone's. Yep. It's just made everything a lot better. This is this is a red letter episode for me now. So are the uh, are we saying that Evanescence and Beddingfield are getting ghosted in? Yeah, they've got to for me. It's a list song. It was one that I definitely wanted in the Pantheon. Listen to episode thirty if you don't know what I'm on about. Bang it in for me. Craig, I know you hate the eighties, so just I know. Oh yeah, I detest <laughs> detest the eighties. This is an easy in, easiest in of the in a while for yeah. me as well. Like I, I don't actually mind Evanescence. That song it reminds me of being about sixteen, and then you get two tribes. So. Also, Craig, can I just say your top reminds me of what Prince wore in Love Sexy. Moving on. <laughs> this is quite i think this is quite a solid three but craig has just he's raised the bar to a a level that it's i can't comprehend how this how music now feels i'm in a very very happy place i mean a complete flip so so when you when you read out and played song five i thought fuck why have i I signed myself up for three years of this shit but here we go with you need number one number eight eight four um Year 2000, December. Don't hold it against it. MS Paint, anything more on this? It's been... Listen to this one, probably the most out of the three. (sighs) Press play. 
Uh, question. Oh, great. Lucy Liu. With my girl Drew. With my girl Drew. Uh-huh. Stop it, shit. Cameron D and Cameron Destiny. D and Destiny. Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Come on. Independent Woman Part 1. Did we ever get a Part 2? Ah, yeah. What? <laughs> All of this bloody decade, am I right? Eh? <laughs> um, <laughs> Liam, hit pause, because I'm going to ask you to play another bit further down. By the way, that was, that was satire, everyone. Fucking A. Mr. Politics right here. <laughs> Stop Starty Glide from the DC Independent Woman and a song that mentions jewellery a lot. The yeah, DC? The film, yeah, Destiny Shell. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I question? thought it was about with a B for a second. Then. If you if you got any more questions, please prefix it with question. Okay? Question. What? No, no, just, just checking. I thought question. you had a question. Now, tell me how you feel about this. I'm about to. <laughs> Heavy links to the film it was promoing, remake of Charlie's Angels, Lucy Lou. I remember it sounding fresh, but I think this is aged pretty badly. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you depend on meat? <laughs> I've got it. Um, I want it. <laughs> it's a little bit weak and boxy sounding. I've got a point with this, though. I've got a point with this. I think if we were to... Right, no. No, I'm about to say if we redo this in 15 years, we're never doing this again. But... No, if I don't we have the were energy. Like Fifteen years further down the line, I think this would have come out the other side of sounding aged and boxy. And do you not? Know, no, no, you're not having it, Craig. Do me a bit. Play me a bit that I think hasn't aged and is really still quite good, Liam. Could you flip me to two minutes forty-one seconds and hit play? Oh yeah. Beyonce wailing. To fall out of the window. Yeah. It also mentions Charlie's Angels quite a lot. Dating it instantly. That bit, that that drop into that transition works really well. And comes right at the back end of the song and really curried favour for me. And so I, I said I've listened I to this. I think you're lot. wrong. What? That bit's shit, do you think? No, I don't think it's age. I think it sounds. <laughs> great still i think it's simplistic but i think there's something quite pleasant about the simplicity of it i think it's just got a bit of a groove and yeah it's uh, yeah it's destiny's child before beyonce went insane i, I think yeah i think it i think the production i think the song sounds- does groove i think the name checking of the characters and the uh, the actresses actors and actresses in the film is shit fair um bill murray <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the B side. That's the B side. Um, I just think I just think the actual sounds have dated. I think the drums sound really boxy, and I think you'd probably have a little bit less. I think you'd have a little bit more room. Oh Christ, producer Borbit, isn't it? Sorry, you'd probably have a bit more room sound on the drums. Fair, is it? Yeah, I kind of. It does. It sounds like it was created in a period, but I don't think it suffers too badly. It doesn't. Suffering the way that you know certain eighties suffers from being produced. I've not gone two produced. feet into this, by the way. I don't mind it. I just thought I, I, when it started, I thought, "Oh, this, oh, this was cool," and then I realised that it wasn't cool anymore. That was the only thing. Fair. All right. I'll allow it. Craig views. Yeah, it's a it's it's a movie tie-in song. I'm a sucker for them at the best of times. Uh, oh. As you say, it's a lesser destiny. Mm. Uh, How many destinies and- have we got? Oh, good question. Did the one that sampled Edge of Seventeen get to number one? Oh, Bootylicious. 
One of our only two options. This is it's either this or Survivor. Those were all we oh. got. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! Nurse, oh. he's out of bed again. Question. <laughs> Pull the alarm. Two tribes has come on and he's gone west. Right. Boys, I wanted to stop. Unique number one, number six, seven, five. Second month, which is February, in 1992. Way! 1992 alarm. Whoa! Guess how long ago this was at the top for? Eight weeks. They did, though, in the 90s. That was allowed. Eight weeks. No, no, but the thing is, 1992 is a really weird one. If you look at the number ones, like, per year... So forget ni- 1952, because there was one, right? <laughs> 53, 54, averaging 13, 14, right? Then it goes mental in the millennium where it's like 40. But 1992 had like, I think, 14 number ones. So it harked back to the 50s. Wait. Now, this song is one of the reasons why. Machine, any more information? <laughs> Press play. If this world is wearing thin. Oh, God, what is it? It's uh, Stay. Stay by the Shakespeare sisters, by Bananarama. By Bananarama. It's Siobhan from Bananarama, isn't it? Yeah. Being gothic and weird and creepy. A glistening, shimmery, icy blast from these two who, if they could have held it together for, say, five years longer, could have been legends. But what we have is a clutch of interesting and enjoyable singles and one mint album. And this. Prince-like in scope and arrangement. Ooh, it really a is. A co-write between these two and Dave Stewart. Here's a fact about the song from songfacts.com. <laughs> this song has a surprising inspiration, a 1953 sci-fi movie called Catwoman of the Moon about a group of astronauts who make a lunar landing and discover a beautiful woman with bad intentions. One of the astronauts falls in love with them but must return to Earth. Tears. Uh, Marcella Detroit's voice is otherworldly, counterpointed by Siobhan Fahey and her almost gothic horror bit, both funny and brilliant. Just There's just little bits in this song that are just fucking incredible. Two minutes 33, please, Liam. That arpeggiation. The slow build up into the squeal that takes it into the final chorus. And blows all the cobwebs that I perhaps threw at Destiny's Child off and makes me reappraise because I am imploring you two on something here. I'd like you to go on two. I think this is marvellous. I... I struggle with this song. I hated this when it came out. Really? Oh, fuck. 
with a capital H hated it. <laughs> it was it, I just I I just didn't get it at all. Later later in life, yes, reappraised it and it is an absolute classic, but it carries that sort of prepubescent stigma, shall we say, of a ten year old me going, I fucking hate these women shouting at me every week, <laughs> eight weeks straight. <laughs> 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 wow. Uh, so I'm not going to go on to only because it carries a stigma for me, okay. but it's still great. It's still a great track. Wow. I mean, it's very much so your guys' choices. I'm just imploring you because if I was in the opposite, you know, if you were, if you would, no, I've, this, I've, or, I've already tried to get, I've already tried to get you to say no on to when I knew Frankie was coming. So I'm not playing this game this week. <laughs> Imagine if we'd both gone no on to. I'd have quit. <laughs> this would have been the last episode. Fuck yeah, <laughs> Liam. What's your view? Are you are you uh, as sold on this as I am? Um, I've, I've always kind of liked this track. I never liked it when I was a kid. I just, it, but oh. that's because it wasn't really in my, uh, I, it wasn't on my radar. I didn't really notice it. Unlike other songs around the time, which I had noticed for some reason. But in recent years, I've realised this is a work of genius. And you said something that was like, oh my fucking god, it is. It's Prince esque. Yeah, it is. In its kind of scope and grandeur yeah. and ridiculousness. Yeah. And that end with the squeal kind of proves it, really. Mm. Um, I think it's absolutely bloody marvellous. And um, I will go on too. Oh, you're such a love. Because I think Independent Woman is an absolute fucking killer. Yeah. And Shakespeare's. You bally fool! What have you let in? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, some Hot of us are of blue tricksters. <laughs> I want, the, I, want, I want the conclusion of this po- <laughs> I want the conclusion of this podcast to be a success, young glow. Right, let's close out. So so I've got one on board and I've got Craig holding out. I think you know where I'm going. So it might be a redundant vote from Craig, but yeah, let's see. As per Smallest <laughs> oh, violin. Yeah, come on, bring the violins here. Um there's you no need number one, two. You, you little bastard. <laughs> uh, unique number one, number two, one, three, going from the year with quite a you know, not many number ones in 1992. This is uh, the year that I said a while back contained, will contain the most number ones in the Pantheon. It's 1966, everybody. April as well. Um, MS Paint. Let any, a beetle in. <laughs> any, <laughs> Any information on this one, MS Paint? <laughs> Nothing on this. It ain't a Beatles, Craig. And it's... <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck it. it it's, it's underwhelming, but it ain't awful. <laughs> Whack it on. I'm going to tell you now, this is the best bit of the song. Somebody help me, yeah. You may as well stop it. Somebody help me. <laughs> I dig it. It's so like on this and stuff. It's cool. It's fucking. When, it's when cool they're as fuck. Off, ripping off satisfaction, it's okay. <laughs> but when they start singing, uh, it's Spencer Davis. Spencer Davis group. Oh. It's um, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's not there. It's not the finest moment. It's not. I'm a man. It's not. Keep on running. It's not. Give me some loving. But it's warm, fuzzy sixties R and B from the best year of number one singles. This was the follow-up to Keep On Running, which is already in the big list, I think. I think so, yeah. I'll check in a yeah. moment, yeah. Uh, 
and this was written originally by Jamaican Rocksteady Bod Wilfred Jackie Edwards, which I, do you know what? I think I think he might have wrote Keep On Running as well. Oh weird, okay. I need to double check that. I will Google in the background. Cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah. Wilfred Edwards. Um Yes, I think they were. Anyway, it's just over two minutes, so I don't mock about. It's like two minutes, one second. The only thing is like that opening guitar hook into the chorus which you know there's not there's not much hanging you out on there somebody help me yeah yes it was written by the same guy now so yeah wilfred edwards provided uh, spencer davis group with both of their number ones Mm. yeah Uh, there's not much here lads i'll be straight with you there's not much I dig but, it. I think it's interesting. I think it's it's cute. It's it's nice. Yeah. It's just to say you need to convince yourself, Liam. You've gone already, mate. It's oh, just yeah. I just think because it's Spencer <laughs> Davis Group and because oh fuck my tits. What was the name of the singer of Spencer Davis Group? Um, Spencer Davis. Valerie, eighties. Winwood, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, Steve Winwood. Yes, yeah, we know how good good a singer Steve Winwood is. This is just it's just a little bit. That's Do you know all. what Steve Winwood's brother's called? Paul. Windy. He was also in the band. Is, no, is he called Steve? Muff. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what did he play? Was he guitar? Bass. Uh, Spencer Davis played guitar. Right, it's going in. <laughs> it is going in. But <laughs> just for just for statistics' sake, Craig, where would you land, my love? Uh, soft keep. Oh, would you? Soft, uh, soft, softly soft. I mean, a, a a really sort of meh Destiny's Child tie-in song, a forgotten sixties mid sixties song, and then stay. I mean, stay. St- it's a good job stay is stay because anything anything even lesser would have gone in the bin this he week. He said it's ghosted. He's saying it's ghosted it, isn't mate? That's what yeah. he's saying. Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> Shall we wrap? May as well. Yo, yo, yo. Well, wasn't that just peachy? We had such a <laughs> lovely time. <laughs> it's such a salty bitch. <laughs> We had all sorts of fun, but what did you think? Why not let us know by going to x.com and telling us that this was all worthwhile. Dear uh, Craig, to- <laughs> why do you bother with those two losers? You are so far the best person on the podcast. You've been reading my fan fiction. He's, he's, you've been reading his fucking diary. <laughs> oh. Head over to Facebook and search ENOE Podcast. Uh, you'll find all the links there. Head over to everynumberonever.com where you'll find links to every social media network that we're on and all sorts of feeds and things like that. As it appears, we had a mistake with one episode a few weeks ago on Apple. You can find any missing episodes that would accidentally up, not upload on our site there. Uh, if you feel like throwing us a few pennies, why not? We do all sorts of stuff. There's loads there. Just fucking pay for it. Uh, <laughs> Geld off. <laughs> We're putting so much time and effort into the extras. Just pay for it, for God's sake. Uh, head over to patreon.com slash E-N-O-E podcast. And finally, Liam. Liam, my dear. 
So it occurred to me, I know you've been doing this, we've been doing this for a year now. When we started, I made something called a link tree. You come across link trees? No, is that the thing that's on the page? Yeah, if you go to just linktree forward slash ENOE podcast, basically everything that you need to know is up there. But I much prefer it when you have to read the same thing week after week, Craig. It's much more appealing. Yeah, we, can, we can revise this, Craig, if you want. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's great just trying to find new ways to say that. I mean, you can say this about the podcast, but <laughs> finding new ways to say the same shit every week. Uh, Liam, how is the Pantheon looking this week, my love? So, in terms of the uh, engorged nature of the Pantheon, what have we uh, added? We've added Perez Prado with Guaglione and Never Gonna Leave Your Side, a forgotten Bedingfield alongside Evanescence's Bring Me to Life featuring 13 Stones. Both got ghost found in in the wake of Holly Johnson and Trevor Horn's ginormous song, Two Tribes. And also in went Shakespeare's Sister Stay, featuring Banana Rama being gothic. Um, Destiny's Child, Independent Woman, part one, but not part two. And a other Spencer Davis song. Thankfully, hitting the bin is Joe, um, is um, Christine Aguilera's Beautiful, which is a shame, but oh well, fuck it. Um, Lily Allen's Talentless Smile. And also something by some CBBC presenters, but you know, frankly, add them all to the pyre. They don't deserve to be here. And thus endeth the rant this week. Well done. Yay. Enjoyed that. It was fun, um, wasn't it? It's because you got your way, wasn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> I always have my way. Consent! Um, right, wonderful. One year down and another couple to go. Thank you very much, Liam. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Craig. Yay, me. No discussion, is there? <laughs> <laughs> no discussion to set to thank Craig. But no discussion for this week's song out. Wow. Wow. It's a big un. Perez hope Prado. You've enjoyed it. Daniel Beddingfield. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Beddingfield. <laughs> hope, you've had a, hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please join us next week and for forthcoming weeks for the rest of your life. Three years, remember. That's all we want from you. Three years. You've done one. It's not difficult. Frank, you're selling with two tribes. <laughs> they don't get what? time off for good behaviour, though, do they? <laughs> We don't. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Two tribes will play you out singing down the street. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you next week. Love you lots to Rara. Bye.